Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with yours truly, Mark Asquith from over here in good old England. Now, 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 now. What are we here to talk about today? Well, we are here to allow you to create emotional resilience and how that can help you achieve long-term success. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, being in business is tough. I say that all of the time and people really berate me for it. I put it on Twitter a while ago that business was hard. What can I do to help? And I got a flurry of messages back saying, oh, it's all about the mindset. It's all about what you create. It's all about how you how you deal with things. And that is really, 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 really true. But at the end of the day, these hardships, these things are going to come along and keep trying to beat us down. And that, I feel personally, as an entrepreneur, is one of the biggest challenges that we face. How do we keep, as Rocky said, how do we keep getting back up? How do we keep getting back up? And I do think genuinely it's a real challenge. And I personally have struggled with this in the past. And without a shadow of a doubt, we'll struggle with it again in the future. So that is what we're going to overcome today, guys. We're going to define, challenge, and conquer how you can create emotional resilience for long-term success. And joining me today from way over in Australia, actually, following a speaking gig in Sydney, is someone who has had over 20 years' experience in this field and is actually an award-winning specialist in emotional resilience. So it gives me great, great pleasure to welcome to Excellence Expected, Catherine Lovewell. Hello there. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Or good evening, I should say, for you. Yes, it is. It's good evening over here. We're actually recording this at quarter past seven on a Monday evening in a grey UK setting. It's not the most attractive setting, I must admit. Although you are sat <laughs> in Australia, I'm sure that's much nicer. Yes, it's about quarter past six in the morning here and the sun has risen. Uh, there's a few fluffy clouds and a nice blue sky starting to emerge. Well, I am not jealous at all. I'm also <laughs> a terrible lion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'd love to get over to Australia. Actually, I've got some family over there and they, they do the thing where they invite you over every year. And I always say, yeah, of course, I'll come next year. And of course, I never quite get there. So uh, yeah, maybe you should kick me up the ass and I'll get myself out there. Well, I can highly recommend Australia. It's a beautiful country. I first came to Australia straight after my A-levels uh, when I was 18 and toured the entire country by bus on my own. And um, so I've, I've got an affinity with Australia very much in my heart. I love the country. I love the, the oceans and all the wonderful sea creatures. And that the wildlife here is just fantastic. And obviously coming from South London, um, I'd never experienced such space before. It's just glorious and uh, the deserts and um, the outback, the bush is just amazing. Yeah, South London's not known for its space. <laughs> Don't think that's on its Wikipedia page, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's that's not fantastic. right up there, is it really? We're sort of sitting on top of each other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, tell us a little bit more of that story, actually, Catherine. Tell us a little bit about that journey. So from the A-levels and, and, the, and the backpacking and the bus trips around Australia, tell us a little bit about you know how you ended up an expert in emotional resilience and sort of what you do to help people today. Well, it's a curious journey, Mark. Um, I was trained in um, performing and visual arts. That was always my passion. I love the creative arts and I love how creativity can inspire 
um, joy, well-being, creativity um, from the deepest level. Um, I wanted to be an actress. That was my passion. But I wasn't very good at the business of acting whilst I was, uh, dare I say, it, quite talented uh, when I was on stage. Uh, the actual connection and, and uh, selling of oneself, and that's been a journey in itself and a whole another another story. Um, but what I ended up doing whilst I was uh, not on stage was creating lots of different workshops. Uh, and uh, looking back, they were well-being workshops. So I worked with um, people that... Uh, were suffering from uh, the symptoms of post-stroke, uh, doing um, creative arts uh, with people that had lost their dominant hand, um, adults with learning disabilities. I did lots of drama workshops with them. Um, I worked with young people that had hearing impairments and all sorts of different things in between my acting work. And what I found was all the creative um, arts and the ways in to connect with people through creativity really enhanced the way they felt about themselves and, uh, and their approach, perspective, joy of living. Um, so that was sort of the, the basis. Um, I was invited into mainstream education um, and never imagined that I would uh, embrace uh, mainstream teaching because obviously um, by nature I'm uh, quite a natural uh, teacher just by the very nature of the arts and drama and connecting with people. I find that very, very easy and uh, a joy to do. Uh, but in mainstream education, I started to uh, learn about pressure in a completely different way and uh, the challenges that uh, not only my students were facing with regards to you know the heat being turned up on young people that weren't necessarily academic and yet they had to perform in an academic way. But then also over time I thought, hmm, well, the staff aren't being cared for. They're, you know, um, they're cracking under the pressure. And there was a lot of, even when I was a student, teachers that were uh, leaving teaching, leaving school, having nervous breakdowns um, or just going off on long-term sick. So, um, yes, it turned into a bit of a mission of mine um, to see what we could do about that huge gap uh, in education. And then, obviously, when I uh, left education to go back into education, if you see what I mean, as a small business owner myself, I then had to face it all myself, uh, looking at, uh, as you said, the getting back up challenges when uh, I really didn't have small business skills, I was just by nature a teacher. So um, we, I started developing uh, alongside another colleague of mine lots of ways in which we could support uh, young people uh, through mindfulness, um, self-care, self-inquiry, um, body work. Uh, and then when I went into uh, schools to support the students, Unsurprisingly, a lot of teachers in the room said, what about us? So then I developed some courses and training uh, for teachers and uh, eventually wrote, I was in, encouraged to write a book about it. So I wrote my book, Every Teacher Matters, Inspiring Wellbeing Through Mindfulness. And um, it sort of carried on growing from there, really. The, the the teaching profession is is just notorious for being just frankly very very tough 
on the person. I know a fair amount of teachers through some of the work that we do in primary education up at the studio, and it becomes really, really... It's kind of harrowing to see, really, the amount of work that they put in and the, the amount of hours that they put in only for... I wouldn't say very little recognition, but, you know, the, the, the slightest misstep and the smallest issue is the thing that is focused upon as opposed to all of that extra work that goes in. Um, so I would imagine that that is just a, just a naturally a very, very difficult profession. And when you think back to, you know, when you first started working in education, what were some of the symptoms that you'd find with the teachers? You know, what were some of the things they were really, really struggling with? And more importantly, for I guess, for our audience, how do they equate to some of the issues that people in business tend to find themselves struggling with as well? Well, the biggest issue always, uh, which will correlate, um, and everyone will resonate with this, is time management. Um, that is the biggest stressor. There is not enough time in a school day to do everything that's expected of them. And if you are a teacher with a big heart, and I would say most teachers I've ever come across, uh, there are exceptions, but they they go into teaching because they love the kids and they have big hearts, uh, is they'll put down all of their paperwork on all of their to-do list, uh, which we'll talk about a bit later, um, if there is a distressed young person in front of them. And they will then spend their lunch hour with that young person uh, and put themselves at the bottom of their priority list um, just so that they can support uh, that child or young person to get through whatever challenge they're facing. And so that can then obviously have a, a really extreme knock-on effect when it comes to managing all the work that they need to do. And obviously now we have um, performance-related pay, so there's double the pressure of how you present yourself, what you've produced, how you're producing it, how you're speaking, how you're delivering, what are the outcomes and there's a very strange um, pressure, pressure's not the right word, there's a dichotomy that uh, the measure of your performance is actually how well your students are doing. And yet there's very little consideration as to uh, where those students are starting from. And whilst we have something called value added, so a student comes in to school and he's a D grade and you've moved him up to a C grade, um, there's still a, a disappointment that that C grade isn't an A grade. Um, whilst, you know, I've certainly taught A-level students that uh, it was an absolute miracle that they passed their A-levels, um, or certainly my subject, because it was a very intensive subject. Um, and you're right, there's, there's no, uh, the, the lack of recognition and the, the sort of media teacher bashing, uh, we can expect at least one to seven uh, articles a week, um, usually nearer the seven mark, so one a day. Of something negative in the press about teachers. Now, this has led to um, teachers having a 40% higher suicide rate than the national average. So, it is really a very, very serious subject and a very tricky one, and yet uh, still not enough attention is being paid to uh, the, the challenges of their well-being. It's changing, uh, certainly, Nikki Morgan the new education secretary is starting to look at uh, these issues. But I would say, uh, to draw it back to the listeners, um, the issue of constant pressure, the need to perform, and not feeling like there's not enough time in the day, not enough hours in the day to produce what needs to be produced, 
uh, is one of those chronic issues that does very easily lead to burnout. Yeah, and you know that that is is really, 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 I guess, runs parallel to a lot of the issues that myself and so many other people in business really, really face. And the the example that I'd give there, and to kind of draw a parallel between what you just mentioned, is that we always put clients first. I remember writing a blog post, yes. <laughs> which is such a, I mean, it's such a long blog post, but I wrote it and, and it was from the perspective of, look, here's what I've learned in business that no one ever tells you. And one of the big things that came out of that for me was that, you know, people tell you that when you set up your own business, you're your own boss. And there was, there is, if you're not careful, especially in a bricks and mortar business, there is nothing that is less true in business. Instead of, having one boss, you simply swap it out for a hundred bosses because each of your clients demand your time and they demand accountability and so on and so forth. And you're absolutely right in that no matter what happens, if we've got something important to do and a client needs us, whatever that important thing is generally goes on the back burner because we have to serve the clients. And very often it leads to that burnout that you mentioned in teaching. It leads to, you know, that old classic work don't work in your business, work on your business. And it stops us doing that. And I, I can completely relate to that. I'm sure so many of you guys listening out there can relate to that. We are all in the same boat. And what are some of the effects of that, Catherine? So we talked about the burnout. What are some of the physical and I guess emotional effects of not addressing this? You know, what effect can it have on our lives? Well, I mean, I can speak from firsthand experience. Um, you know, as I say, making that transition from uh, full-time teacher to full-time businesswoman, um, the the chronic stress that I certainly experience of um, being in a place of an unknown zone. So certainly for startups and, and people that are still quite young in their business, that terrible energy um, draining, um, energy sapping distress, it's a, a, perhaps a low-lying chronic uh, worry that you're not doing it right, that there, there's things that they, you should be able to do or could be doing or don't know that you're doing until you've made those mistakes and so on and then you're undoing mistakes and things like that. Um, I think the the issue that uh, people in small business have is that uh, the ability to turn off and I still struggle with this uh, as does my business partner. Um, she can certainly just be on the computer from the moment her eyelids open almost uh, until, you know, the sun goes down again. And we have to really be vigilant uh, with bringing the humanity back into our business so that we do give ourselves, our minds, our bodies, um, our hearts, some rejuvenation, uh, some time to um, let go of that. Uh, especially um, I think energy can stagnate very quickly if you end up completely bogged down in your to-do list, if that makes sense. Oh, it really does. I, I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And there's two things that I'll sort of take from that. The first one is there's no, there's no accolade in simply going down a to-do list and leaving, leaving the office or whatever you work, you know, in, in the teacher's case, leaving school at the end of the day and just Feeling like you've had a productive, great day because you've gone down a to-do list. It's not about that. It's about being effective and doing the right things at the right time. And then there's well, something else that you mentioned there, Catherine, which I, I'm a really massive fan of, and that is trying to figure out how to turn off. You know, I, I often talk about, personally talk about how to change the channel and just 
you yeah. need something to change the channel. You've got to do it. I'm yeah. like I'm look. I'm sat here looking. You'll not. Uh, you can't see me, Catherine, but I'm here looking at a load of DC comics. Um, I'm like oh, yeah. the world's biggest <laughs> comics geek. That's my channel changer. So it, if I need to turn off, I just see what Batman's doing. And I know it sounds really weird, but it switches my brain so quickly out of work mode. And I, I think people forget that. Like so many people, and I used to do the same thing. So many people will just turn off and then try and assimilate back into their, you know, quote unquote, real personal lives, if you like. And they just find they can't do that yet. I, I do find you've got to try and switch the channel somehow. Yes, I mean changing state is absolutely vital, and and um, um, I'm a big lover of music, uh, and I'm a big lover of humour. So there, um, and I'm a big lover of nature. But so I have I have lots of different strategies now because I definitely um, am guilty of sitting. I'm, I'm by nature uh, a connector, a, a people person. I love being with people, and when I began my business. I suddenly found myself in front of a computer more than anything else at first. And uh, that was, uh, well, it turned into a sort of torturous experience for me that wasn't my natural state. And I found my, my energies getting very low and feeling really quite negative. Um, uh, it just the, the, the whole energy in the body, the tension, uh, as I'm sure most people listening would recognize, the tension often seeps into the neck and shoulders and then constricts and there can be a lot of physical tension so i'm a big lover of literally uh whopping on some music super loud and uh, leaping around the kitchen whilst i'm making a cup of tea um uh, even better i love to go outside i'm blessed to have a beautiful garden in um, next door to my office when i'm back home and uh, i can just go up and down the garden do a quick jig um, and have a good wiggle. I'm a big believer in grounding yourself. Um, so oftentimes, even in, when it's really cold, like it is for you now, uh, going barefoot and really connecting back um, into those negative ions that are in the earth, that will help re-energize the body. So um, I think mind, body, spirit coming into into one, um, moving the body, uh, changing the energy in the room. So that can be Anything from, I don't know, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan myself, so I'd, he's great when <laughs> got Badlands really loud. Um, or um, even something gentle, depending on what, what you know, each uh, person requires in that moment. Sometimes you just need something very soothing. Um, but going outside as well, getting that fresh air um, can help you change state. I've literally just got up put my coat on, walked up the end of the road and back, you know, because it's like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. And yet I know that if I'm vigilant and I force myself out, then those, you know, 10 minutes uh, will help me come back to a far more energized state. I have changed the channel. I've switched up a gear, down a gear, whatever's needed. Uh, sometimes that nervous energy, that nervous tension, the negative thoughts that can go rushing, oh, I'm never going to get this finished or uh, worse still, I've done it wrong. Um, they can be changed in an instant. I mean, I love, obviously, I love creativity. I love art. So you can't go wrong with disappearing down into a comic book. I think it's great. Um, anything that will um, shift your mind uh, from that heavy state into something lighter. So it's going to be unique and individual to everyone. 
And that's something that uh, would be, I would say, one of my top messages around, you know, remember that th there is no um, right one way. There is no one way to do or uh, to be in your business. It's actually about finding what is the right way in that moment, in that 10 seconds for you um, and listening to your body and finding out, well, what is it that really lights me up? What is it that helps me change the channel? What is it that helps me unwind? Um, because that's going to be unique to every single person. We are fingerprint unique and that's really important for everyone to recognize. There's not just, you know, the blue pill or the red pill. It's, well, okay, which uh, panacea is going to work for me? Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I'm a big rock music fan myself. So Springsteen is right hey. up my street completely. Oh, I, I often, wonderful. oh, he's amazing. I, I often, I often, uh, I'm really good on air drums and <laughs> I'm really good on air keyboard as well. I often think I'd be the keyboard player in an 80s rock band. Hopefully, yeah. one day when I go to a gig, I'm going to get called upon stage to replace Hugh McDonald as bass player of Bon Jovi. That's oh, uh, very that, nice. That will happen one day. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> well, I'm definitely an, uh, an air drum girl myself. I do like a good. Um, oh, it's brilliant! <laughs> I've got a video somewhere. If anyone wants to find it, just Google. You'll, you guys listening, you'll know Dan Moore, one of my business partners and good friends. He's been on a load of podcasts recently. Just try and search for him on YouTube doing Dan Moore air guitar. You are going to see a full one man air band if you search for that. <laughs> He's amazing. And that was actually while he was working, Catherine. He was working away on a web project. We were pulling a late nighter to get a deadline in. And we were just zoned into some journey. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I can That's get on board brilliant. with that. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's ultimately, we are energy. Einstein said that that is what we are. We are energy. And if we can plug into the, the energy that's going to suit whatever activity we're doing uh, and then ride that energy, then we're set. Uh, and also, as you say, changing the channel, moving to a different energy when we do actually need our bodies to uh, recharge. Uh, so you're literally plugging into a different form of energy that will rejuvenate and energize our bodies or help our bodies to heal. I mean, uh, I'm a big believer in going to bed at a reasonable hour. I didn't last night because I was having uh, a fantastic, um, I, I'm part of a uh, the uh, Harley Street Clinic uh, for my one-to-one -one clients, and they were having a um, a meeting. So I did stay up till um, silly o'clock last night, which is rare. But the liver needs to do its rejuvenating work from about half past ten. And I know there'll be a lot of night owls saying, "Oh no, I do my best work uh, at midnight." So whilst that may work for you, just to be in awareness that the actual physical body. The physiology needs to do its work too. So it's creating enough balance that the mind is inspired, the heart is fulfilled, and the body is, is able to do its um, healing work as well. So it's getting that balance right, or at least giving the body a chance to do what it needs to do at some point. If I've not got a Green Lantern comic in front of me by 10, 15, <laughs> then my body tells me that I'm doing something wrong. I'm a firm believer in that, uh, in that rejuvenation completely. And I often find that if I try and, you know, I don't, if I don't, if I try not to shift that state, so maybe I'm doing a late webinar or if I'm just, you know, even things like just reading a business book or listening to an audio book or a podcast, if I try and change that state too quickly from real deep relaxation to try and sleep the day off and rejuvenate from that really heavy pressured mindset, 
I find that I just can't do it and I have the worst night's sleep ever. I think one of the big things that so many people in business forget is to listen to their own body and just listen to what works for them. Yes, I mean, this This is um, the challenge when it comes to well-being. You know, there's a, a lot of information out there saying, okay, this is the blueprint, do this and all will be well. Uh, now, I do love meditation and mindfulness, um, but my experience now, oh, 10 years or so on, is that actually sometimes you just accessing that kind of exactly what you said isn't the the route that will work for me in that moment. Um, sometimes I just need to literally shake out my body. I need to move my body. The body naturally wants to move. And if I've been sat most of the day either with one-to-one -one clients or in front of the computer doing the stuff that needs to get done, then actually my body needs to move. And I'm a big swimmer. I love to swim. Um, and that's a really lovely uh, route into and out of different states for me. So I can do a lot of fantastic thinking. Normally, I'd be a sort of a 6 a.m. swimmer when I'm back home, like to just get up and go straight to the pool. My head's nice and clear. I have some great ideas. Uh, I even have a waterproof uh, notepad now that I will write notes uh, if uh, lots comes up uh, or just record them on my phone as I'm driving back home. And I've done two really, really important things there. I've got the, the body moving and uh, into a, a beautiful state ready for the day. But also I've cleared my head. So that one works for me. It may not be the sort of thing that you'd love to do <laughs> to get up at silly o'clock and go and swim in the dark outside in the freezing cold. Uh, I love it. Um, obviously, I love it more when it's sunny and warm. However, uh, <laughs> you can't be too picky when you're in the UK. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it's, it's finding what works for you. It's finding your thing. It's finding, okay, well, comics are your thing, music, um, humor. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in putting the F word back into our lives. And uh, it's really important that we find that personal F word for that's unique for us. And what I mean by that is, of course, the three-letter word, fun. And, you know, if you're staring at a whole pile of work that is not fun for you, how can you make it fun? How can you shift your state? And if you think, well, I just have to get through it, well, go and create a fun energy in the body that will loosen the mind so that you can be a little bit more creative and have fun with that tough piece of work. Does that make sense? I'm completely blown away that you've got a waterproof notebook. <laughs> well, you can thank the uh, my, my um, eldest son is a cadet, so uh, we discovered it was something on his list when he became a cadet, and I thought, oh, I'll have one of those. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. It's really good. Yes, it's just a special type of paper, and uh, use a pencil. Genius. So, uh, it's the simple things in life, isn't it? That's it. You don't need to spend millions of pounds designing a pen that will work in space. No, a pencil will work. Yeah, just use a pencil. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. It really is. And speaking of changing state, actually, Catherine, what we're going to do now is shift the gear a little and move into the famous Excellence Expected Actionable Takeaway section. So, drum roll, people... please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you know, my wife's a drummer. She loves drumming. She, oh, uh, fantastic. In fact, coming up to a year ago now, I bought her drum lessons for Christmas and she's been a firm believer ever since. Now, the great byproduct of that is that she's now a great big rock music fan where she wasn't before. So I've got her into heat to her, a band from Sweden. So she just drums along to it. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, well, that's really, I mean, that's a perfect example of changing state. Um, you know, if you're having a great day, if you're having a tough day, having a good bang on a drum, sorry, that's probably not the technical term, um, <laughs> you know, absolutely fantastic, real or imaginary. Now, this is the curious thing, I'll just digress for a second, of course, our mind does not know the difference between real and imagined. Now, this is the interesting thing about stress uh, and therefore about how to conquer um, that, that challenge um, is that if you are imagining terrible things, if you've got that mindset running that things are terrible, uh, then your physiology will respond as if it's real. Now, this can work to in our favor in so much that if you imagine you're playing the drums and that brings you great joy and you are playing alongside your favorite band, um, that will change your physiology again as if you are re it's really happening. And this is why our imagination, our creativity is so important when it comes to our emotional resilience. So, so a little sideline there, but really, really helpful to know. So if you are imagining something terrible will go wrong when you're giving a speech to a thousand people, your body will respond as if it is already happening. So your stress hormones, the cortisol, the adrenaline is all going to be pumping. Uh, and that's not actually going to help you by any stretch of the imagination. If you imagine that all things will be wonderful and there's that audience saying, rah, rah, brilliant, oh, this is just what we needed, and you feel good when you're rehearsing, then your physiology, your whole body, you're going to get those happy hormones going, you're going to get that serotonin flowing, uh, and then you will be feeling much, much better, and that confidence will then naturally flow. But your physiology will match the energy, the mind, body, heart will come into alignment. Now, that's really, really helpful when it comes to finding what lights your fire and uh, to play with that imagination. Um, so, hence why your comics work perfectly uh, for your well-being. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I can I can completely get on board with the, uh, the physiology matching the mental state as well because I've been either speaking gigs myself or whether back in the day when I used to play in bands and you know it, it, you often find yourself worrying way too much and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so I can completely get on board with that one that is a massive massive tip and speaking of tips as I said we are going to shift into the excellence expected actionable takeaways so whoop and if anyone is wanting to develop their own emotional resilience, regardless of how good you think it is already. I'm sure we can all improve at this. Catherine, you've put together three fantastic tips. So let's dig into numero uno, please. Numero uno. Um, take the oxygen first. Now, this one may sound very obvious. However, when I ask uh, whether it's individuals and I, I work with athletes at Harley Street and, and uh uh, other uh, top performing professionals, oftentimes, just like you said, everything else will come before themselves. Um, and taking the oxygen first is really that invitation to um, put your self-care, um, your emotional needs, your physical needs, your the, the whole package. So having a holistic approach to giving yourself priority in your day. Now, 
we've discussed already, that is going to be unique to each person. And it's really important that you find what rocks your world, what lights your fire. Um, but the, the main premise being that if you give yourself some self-care, put your well-being as your priority, mind, body, spirit. And sometimes it will lean more to the body. Some people, you know, if you get into the body, then they feel better. Some people need to do the, the mindful um, clearing of the mind and then the body will relax. So there, there's no uh, one right way. But if you choose, if you create a nice selection of choice for yourself and listen to your body in uh, in each moment when you need to address it or, or keep it in your awareness um, to take the oxygen first, to say, oh, I'll always go for a swim or I love doing something called exercise. So there's a special breathing technique that comes with a series of stretches. That's one of my things that I do in the morning that I really love. Um, whether it's actually I'm always going to make sure I do a really nice juice for myself first thing in the morning or I have a meditation or I go to the gym or I go outside and, and, and have my workout. Whatever it is, it's actually about saying my well-being, my health, my mental, emotional, spiritual, physical um, health comes first. Uh, and and to, to really look, and as you say, to work on your business, part of the business is you, uh, most definitely. It's pivotal that you look at your health and well-being, that you ensure that you are connecting uh, into uh, the areas of life that will feed your energy, will invigorate and hopefully inspire you for the rest of the day. Now, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. I'm a big first thing in the morning kind of person. Um, but some people, as you say, need to perhaps take the oxygen first when they're on the switch off, the wind down mode. Uh, obviously, ideally, we would thread it through the entire day. So taking time to get away from the desk if you've done some intensive work, making sure that you get some fresh air throughout the day, if possible, even if it's two minutes standing outside, making sure that you are fully hydrated um, throughout the day. Um, as my son always says, hydrate, don't rehydrate. Very important in uh, cadet training, apparently. Um, but all these very simple things, they're not tough things, Mark. They are really simple things. But it's actually bringing your awareness and bringing your commitment um, if you want to um, really be the best you can be uh, to put yourself first, take the oxygen first. You know the, the, the classic adage when you're on a plane, you know, make sure that you put that oxygen mask on yourself first before you assist any dependents. And you think, oh, yes, that's all very well, but... And there'll always be a but, I think, especially if you're working uh, alone or in a small business, because there'll always be something that you think, oh, well, that's, as you say, my client needs me. My, I mean, especially if you imagine working in uh, the well-being sector like me and there's a distressed person on the end of the phone or an email, oh, I must go and do that. Actually, I'm going to be in a much better state to serve my clients if I have taken the oxygen first, if I've looked after myself first, if I've ensured that I am uh, fit for work. You know, we're talking about mind-body fitness here, that we have got the energy, the resources, the internal, that's mind and body, the energy, uh, the clarity, 
the ability to be effective um, first. You have to come first. And uh, I would say this is a lifelong journey. Some people are naturally better at it than others. I would say I'm not naturally good at this. Uh, I'm naturally a, uh, an in-service person. I love to serve other people. I love to help. Um, and it's been quite a long journey, which is why it's always first for me now. Okay, what can I do to ensure that I'm in the best state? And this, I mean, oh, you're a parent. This is really, I've learned this the hard way um, uh, as a parent as well. You know, you put the children's food first and making sure that they're, they're, they're taken care of in all levels. Uh, your clients are just like your children, really, aren't they? They, they become your babies. Um, and uh, if you aren't uh, full of great nutrition, if you don't have enough energy to pick yourself up off the floor when you've had a, you know, a setback, uh, then you will not be able to sustain an effective and um, impactful high-performing business. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And we often do forget that, which is why you see so many people so unhealthy in business because they just forget that simple rule. So yeah, I can again, completely get on board with that one. Fantastic stuff. And let's dig into actionable tip number two, please. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. You create the weather. Uh, you create the weather. It's, <laughs> it says exactly what it says in the tin. Um, it's, it's all about um, having the attitude that will enable you to meet all the challenges that you might face throughout the day. So um, facing those setbacks or something uh, or perhaps an unexpected, unhappy client, well, what kind of attitude are you going to um, be in response to that? So I, uh, when I'm working with young people on my private clients, I talk about um, looking at the word responsibility and changing it, uh, looking at the way you respond to something is going to make or break uh, how you feel but also how your business thrives. So it's respond ability. So what is my respond ability to this um, irate person or or this thing that's just crashed on the computer? That would definitely be my Achilles, uh, not being the natural computer whiz that I'd like to be. Um, so looking at, you know, do I have an attitude of gratitude for this challenge? I'm a big one on gratitude, and I know it's very much discussed and versed these days. But can I be grateful not only for the amazing things and the wonderful clients I have, but also for the challenging clients and the challenges that I face? They obviously, um, I believe, they're often the pivotal element to help us grow and develop in ourselves and in our business. So um, I'm, a, you know, I'll always write a gratitude um, list every night. Uh, I have a journal, so I'll fill a page of all the things I'm grateful for, uh, even if it's on first light thinks, well, I've just had a shocking day. Well, what if I can be grateful anyway? Well, actually, I can be grateful even though my computer blew up. Um, I can be grateful that I do actually have this technology at my fingertips. I, I now have a global business because of technology. And so it's, it's creating that ability to have a positive outlook and reframing those challenges so that you've got that wonderful balance. You cannot have a negative without a positive. And sometimes it can be really tough to find that positive. But what if you sort it out? What if you, you did that and ensured that um, you were focused on? And I don't mean, um, I, I'm a big believer. I love Dr. John Martini, 
Um, he teaches around, you know, always having that balance, a negative and a positive. So that if you've had a really great day, um, he talked about always rebalancing himself. Well, what could I do better? So, um, and if you've had a really shocking day, well, what did I do well? So it's finding that balance. And certainly in school, we have, um, I love the WWW uh, EBI, which is what went well, even better if. So there's a nice rebalancing as well. So helping yourself to create uh, the environment, the weather that you would like, um, that you would like for yourself, that you would like for your colleagues, that you would like um, for your clients, so that you do pick up the phone with a smile. We know that the relaxation response will be triggered in the brain if you smile, even if you're feeling really yucky in that moment. Just You can literally force a smile. Go on. You want to do it now. I know, Mark. Just put your fingers along the inside at the outside of your mouth and just squeeze up and the body can't help itself. It will respond. The brain will respond. And suddenly you're feeling just a tiny little bit lighter. If nothing else, you feel a little bit ridiculous. So laughing at yourself is always another great way to create the weather. And one final thing about bounce back ability. Um, we, we are usually very good about praising other people and bigging up other people. And I know if you've got children, um, you know that they will respond really positively and healthily. Now, um, there is something called the Lasada ratio. Some people um, may challenge this, the ratios now, but the main premise still uh, resides strong, I think. But if you have a negative thought or someone has given you something negative to dwell on, then our job is then to rebalance that and the Lasada ratio um, explored business um, and um, looked at uh, a successful, thriving business will have an attitude where for every one negative statement that's said, there will be three positive statements to rebalance it. Now, if you think about working in your own small business, how many times do you catch yourself saying, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I did that wrong, I should have done that, I should have done this, oh, I didn't bring so-and-so. Well, what if that negative bundle gets rebalanced with some positives? Oh, well, I did have a fantastic connection with this person. and I did do that really well. And that email was just sensational. Boom, you've got yourself back in balance. So this way you are creating a fantastic working environment. So your weather hopefully will be more sunshine than rain. I think that's really important, that last point about the balance and for every one thing that you're not happy with there are three things that you are very happy with because I often find that with people who begin to put themselves out there as either a speaker or a blogger or a podcaster or a video producer you know whatever that is that's that's a real a real exposure of yourself and for every every 10 at times I guess every 10 positives there's just one person that just may not like your content it's just the way of the world and we always focus on those people so i think that is a really important takeaway for people i think that's yes. really important yes i mean we have a we know we are naturally uh, negative bias uh, animals we will lean towards a negative bias and to challenge that sometimes we do just you know especially well i was going to say especially in the early days but depending on the ups and downs of your business you may need to seek you know a coach or, or someone that can just put the mirror in front of you and say, actually, you've done incredibly well. I mean, I remember when I wrote my book, it didn't take me long to write the content. And I was really energized and fully buzzy and all the rest of it. I, I, I went into complete 
you talk about fight or flight or freeze. Well, I just froze when I realized I actually had to read my own book. And uh, it took me a year before I would pick that book up again, read it and say, oh, actually, it's okay. <laughs> and uh, actually, it's really valuable. Um, and then move on. So I think it's really, you know, having perhaps someone else to support you um, sometimes can be really helpful. But if you can look in the mirror and say, actually, good job. Well done for taking that risk. Yes, you may have fallen on your face in that moment, but look how much stronger. Look at all the skills you've learned by falling on your face. And, oh, well, I'll do this differently and this differently. And turning it around, um, that can be so helpful. But not to forget to praise yourself. You know, well done, high five. One of the things that uh, is really important um, is to give yourself, well, what are my wins today? What, what, what did I do well? What, what, what are my successes? And even if they're just really, really seemingly small ones, they can really shift your energy so that you're fit and, uh, fully energized, um, for the next day's wonderful, uh, adventure. Yeah, I love that. Take it a bit easier on yourself, guys. That's one thing we're all, all, all terrible at in business. Super stuff. Catherine, let's move into the third and final actionable tip, please. All right, drumroll, please. To breathe. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Another one that you think, really, Catherine, this is so simple. Are you kidding? Uh, We breathe anyway, Catherine, don't we? Yes, we're still here. Uh, So um, it may sound a little bit crazy. But to have a fully oxygenated body and mind is so helpful, so helpful for um, clarity, decision-making, creativity, clear thinking. You know, the breath will impact and influences all 11 systems in the body. So we are talking about all the different systems that uh, most of them will respond will will show up um, in a stress situation. So your nervous system, your digestive system, your cardiovascular system, your muscles, your muscular system, and of course, your respiratory system. Not forgetting the endocrine and the lymphatic. Both of those are looking at hormones and looking at, you know, releasing toxins. Now, we want to keep our system flowing and energized and clear and working efficiently. And the best way to do that is to breathe. Now, in a high stress response, I uh, teach people something called what I call the power breath. And that's literally bringing your power back into your body, bringing your focus, your awareness down into the belly. And if anyone's done yoga or martial arts, you know, the Dantian um, down, uh, if you imagine, uh, it's just below your belly button. Um, maybe um, about five centimeters below underneath there that's your energy center and we want to ensure that the energy is flowing really well in the body and the breath when you work on abdominal breathing and you let the tummy if you imagine you've got a balloon in your belly and when you breathe in the balloon gets nice and big so you've got a Mr. Greedy belly and then when you release it you let the belly go down. This enables you to completely clear any stagnant uh, air in the in the lungs. Now, by going focusing down on onto the belly, you're allowing the diaphragm to move out of the way to clear the ribs to create space for the lower lungs, 
And that will ensure that you've got a whole new uh, vast expanse of fresh oxygen in the body. And this will obviously help your brain function, your body function, uh, and uh, give you the energy that you require to be as awesome and wonderful as you want to be. So breathing, it's the bridge. Um, it's the bridge that connects the mind to the body. And there's a wonderful quote by Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, if your mind is scattered, use your breath um, to center. I'm, I'm just ad-libbing there. It's not exactly his quote. Uh, but use your breath. Uh, to help that scattered mind come back to a centered and calm place. So it can help you whether the, you know your mind is all over the place. It can help your body to relax. Um, it will help your mind, body, the left and right brain start to uh, work in cohesion and in balance together. So the magic about the breath is, of course, that it will happen quite naturally without our help, but also we can take charge of our breath. And you know that if you've got someone that's slightly hysterical, something really shocking, they're in shock has happened, the first thing we're going to do is say, take a few deep breaths, just take a few breaths, and then you'll be able to actually understand what they're saying. Now, whilst that's an exaggerated example, it can be the same, you know, as I said earlier, if your imagination's going wild, if your mental states are having a bit of a spiral, negative spiral moment, or you're feeling overwhelmed, just giving yourself a moment to breathe whether it's standing up or sitting up or even lying down, you know, a complete change of state, physically move yourself out of that space, bring your awareness to your breath. And it, it really does uh, usually only take two or three really lovely deep breaths and you can shift your state and calm yourself down. If you are having a chronically challenge, uh, you know, a, a chronic challenge, and there may be something outside of your business that's impacting your work, um, you know, real life happens, challenges, illness happens, family, relationships, etc. Then using the breath to before you start your work, taking time out, focusing on your breath when you are waiting for the kettle to boil, focusing on your breath when you're waiting for someone to answer the phone. It can really invigorate, recharge, restabilize, calm the mind and body. And this will help you obviously avoid burnout but can really enable you to get the best out of your ability to communicate, um, how you're going to relate so your relationships are better, you're going to be more in respondability rather than in reaction, and this will help your nerves calm down. Your body signals will be clearer, you'll be able to really connect um, with what your body needs in that moment just by giving yourself a few moments with the breath. And there's all sorts of different exercises that um, you can do. There's lots of different types of breathing exercises. You have to find the ones that really work for you. Um, there's uh, a few on my website you can have a look at. Um, or I can send you a link to something magical if you would like that. But really understanding that the breath is your PowerPoint. And if you bring your awareness to your breath and you let the breath support you, then you'll be strong and be able to sustain um, that emotional resilience that you want so that you can take action, you can conquer any of the challenges you face. I love that. I, I love the idea of being mindful of that as well and just not taking it for granted and, and you know, really trying to control yourself and center yourself again and actually consciously forcing yourself to do that. And again, you know, as, as with 
probably most of what you said, I think it's something that we can all learn from. It's something that we can all become better at, no matter how good we think we are at it. I know I often I often struggle with that, you know, that recentering. So I think that's a really, again, a really val- valuable and powerful tip on that one, Catherine. So those have been fantastic, fantastic tips. And I've got absolutely no doubt, no doubt at all, that people have learned an absolute ton from this. But if they want to learn more, whereabouts online can they connect with you? Um, well, you can go to my website, which is the three W's, CatherineLovewell.com. That is my teaching website. Um, or you can go to the three W's, InsideOutLife.org. Uh, now, Catherine Lovewell is spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. It's an unusual spelling, Catherine. L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L, Catherine Lovewell. Um, and you can uh, obviously catch me on social media. I'm uh, just Catherine Lovewell. It's, I'm very easy to find on Twitter. If you want to di- uh, directly contact me, that's always a lovely way to do it. Um, and uh, all the other magical, uh, there's a Facebook page, Every Teacher Matters welcome to connect with me there whether you're a teacher or not I mean the work that I do is very much for anyone with a pulse so um, regardless of your professional title or whatever line of work you're in you know it will make a huge difference if you um, embrace the tools that I have uh, available super stuff check it out guys don't forget we'll put everything in the show notes so no need to skip oh, back and try and write everything down don't worry we got it covered <laughs> Catherine, thanks brilliant. so much that's been amazing thank you oh it's been an absolute pleasure lovely to talk to you mark thank you very much for having me on your show you are always welcome thank you so much and guys thank you for joining me for this episode and thank you to everyone 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 as ever for sharing this with your friends your family your colleagues and anyone else that raves about podcasts don't forget as i said everything that myself and Catherine have spoken about will be available at excellent-expected.com where you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact you know that book has helped over 1,000 people directly cut their working hours in less than a year so please 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 get your free copy it will help you and don't forget guys The more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Adios.